Welcome once again to another episode of Stu Him Productions Presents. JM Solve the World. I am James. And I am Matt. And with us once again is our illustrious special guest, Ray Ray. <laughs> I've been waiting for the cricket. <laughs> and he, he and survived he survived last week and was able to make it here tonight. As uh, I mean Matt and James were talking, you know. Is that a good thing? I threw up the, you know, the what we call the moose, you know, antlers. Sorry. Had to. Some some women call him Bullwinkle. We're not sure why. Well, you know, you know. Because he's got a little friend. He's got a little friend named Rocky. Maybe. Little squirrel. (laughs) Little squirrel. Well, squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel. Squirrel. Where? <laughs> uh, tonight, right there, square right there. We 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 didn't really have big a bushy su- tail, you know, that long, that wide. Found it right there. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't really have a subject tonight until we were talking in the other room, and Matt got kind of excited <laughs> about um, the whole Bud Light and Kid Rock. Controversy. Well, I mean, okay, here's the deal. Anheuser-Busch is the sponsor of your tour. Mm-hmm. Okay? Meaning Anheuser-Busch is paying you money to go out on tour and to play your music. They're paying the bill for the venues. Right. Uh, the advertising and whatnot. And you've got a problem with somebody's picture being on the can. Right. Whether that's a, a transgender, whatever, but you've got a problem with it. So you're going to post a video of you, hey, man, look at that mud light there. Clickety clack. Boom. <laughs> now, I can tell our tens of listeners right now. Who <laughs> are going, what the fuck? There are two people <laughs> in this room. That if a drag show wanted to sponsor us to go on tour, I guarantee we would fucking fucking rock and roll, brothers. We would jump at that <laughs> chance. What? Oh, you've got a couple of drag queens that can uh, play drums and rhythm guitar. F- fuck Sing yeah. a little bit. I mean, fuck yeah. Let's look at the big picture here. Yeah. Okay. There's the big controversy in the state I used to live in uh-huh. about uh, drag shows and children. Right. Yeah. Now, every drag show that I've ever been to and or have you seen been to a lot of drag shows? No, no, I've only, oh. I've I've been to one. Oh, okay. But they're held. Well, you at, said every drag yeah. show you've been to. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're. I mean, we got a calendar. Uh, I mean, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was Halloween, though. It was Halloween. Um, but, you know, the thing is, they're held at bars. Right. Or at clubs to where you have to be 21 to get in. Exactly. You're paying admission to come into that drag show. Right. Now. If, if you don't want to see it, don't buy a fucking ticket. It, it's, it's like the CDs back in the 80s with the mm-hmm. PMRC. Mm-hmm. Best thing that ever happened to the music industry. Exactly. I was getting ready to say that. You're, but you're whatever, not, whatever, they, whatever they labeled fucking CDs. Tipper Gore. God bless her. I mean, I mean. She helped out. The, 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 he, the heavy metal community would not community have sold as many albums as they did. With her saying, oh, we need to, you know, do this. We need to ban this and blah, blah, blah. We need to put stickers on it. Well, there was a bad. That was the best thing that she ever did or said or whatever she was. Well, know, she didn't get what she wanted to accomplish. She wanted to ban everything. Well, you know, but, but she said, helped no. out the metal community. Right. They said we can't ban this, but we can put a label on it that tells it's just like a movie rating. Right. You know, when and we I, were when we were kids. 
which movie you, you you go to the multiplexes that we had back in the day? It's like the three theaters, the three screens, three or four. Or <laughs> I mean, hell, the the mall had six. Yeah, yeah, very then, true. You know? Very true. But is what which movie are you gonna go to? The PG, PG. Oh, there's an R-rated movie. Let's go to that one. Same thing happened with the labeling, like parental advisory language and blah 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 blah. I mean, hell. Back in the day, I'd look at a metal CD or a hard rock CD or whatever tape. I should I yeah, should go back yeah. that far. Yeah, yeah. And if it didn't have a fucking parental advisory sticker on it, I'm like, eh. No, I don't yeah. want it. Next. <laughs> Next. You yeah. know. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's that thing is when you start labeling things, when you start putting that that parental advisory sticker, when you start right. making a movie an R or an NC-17 or even a PG-13, you know, a PG-13, uh, you're, you're a little... That's kind of... I mean, there did used to be PG-13. It was PG and it was R. Right. And then if it was, but, if but it was more a, hardcore than R, it got that X. Right. And then that's limited distribution. <laughs> well, I was... I was watching a video on Hulu the other night. It's called The History of Nudity in Movies. Okay. The X rating was initially started. It was actually a rating, and I think Urban Cowboy was actually an X-rated movie. Really? Yes. Or not Urban Cowboy. It had Peter Fonda and stuff. It was back in the 70s. Uh, but there was, was it Easy Rider, was it? No. Okay. No, but there was enough nudity in it that they gave it an X rating. Right. But then the porn industry started going, oh, well, okay. So they started rating everything X, double X, triple X, which really didn't have anything to do <laughs> with the movie rating right. system. Right. It's kind of like Kill Bill. And uh, was it Kill Bill 2 where she goes in to Ero Shai's in the in the the ADHD came in and oh, she yeah, slaughtered yeah. all of yep, them yep, and yep. it goes to black and white. Yes. And the reason it went to black and white because if it would have stayed color with all the blood, it would have been an X rating. Right. And they're like going, oh, we well, need to okay. stay off of that, you know. Right, and and it's you know a lot of directors are trying to stay away from the NC seventeen mm. rating because. Um, because well, porn kind of fucked that up for everybody else, you know, because of like oh, we're X or triple X and yeah. whatever. But you could have a, you could have a, well, Tarzan with Bo Derek. She was fucking naked through the whole goddamn movie almost. And that wasn't a, you know, a. It wasn't a porn. No. NC 17 or no. an X or. But you go back to Caligula. Well,. Oh, now that's... That was an X-rated movie, oh, but it yeah. was not a porn movie. Right. There's a lot of porn shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that movie or not. No, but it sounds uh, like a movie I need to see. Malcolm McDowell. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And, but um, there's a, uh, but yeah. there is the Imperial version of Caligula, which Bob Guccione is directing the oops look out about that look out calm down <laughs> okay bob guccione mm -hmm. of penthouse right is doing the imperial version what was the what was the cd uh, version or the dvd Caligula. what was the dvd version that you let us borrow was that that? Was that the Imperium version, or was that the original version? I don't know. I don't remember that. But the because parts of it's like it's cool. It was like, oh no, I don't need to see another guy second another guy's neck. But that was the that was the Roman Empire back then. Yeah, the Imperial was, version of Caligula. You know, DVD. There's you know this version. This version, and then this one, was by Bob Guccione of Penthouse Magazine. Okay. And it is 
not for, you know, youngins or teenagers. Teenagers or maybe a select. I'd say the version I see was probably not for most people unless they were pretty level headed. Or a <laughs> select. I mean, uh, it, it, it wasn't a. It wasn't a parents. It wasn't a hustler porn type video. Uh, it, uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a. It was. It, well, it, it wasn't a devil. Well, no, I mean, actually, I've I seen the original version of Devil and Mrs. Jones. It was kind of on par with that. Or yeah. the original um, Alice in Wonderland, the porn video. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know? Forrest uh, and his gump. I've never seen that one. Imperial version of... Um, For Forrest Hump, if you will. Forrest Hump, yeah. Have you seen uh, Palin? What was what was that first one? Everybody everybody does Palin or something like that. It was about Sarah Palin. Um. Well, I mean, okay, so this is not the Brady's. No. <laughs> um. So the first first adult film, if you will, that I remember. Being a spoof was Rambone. The first, okay, the first porn movie I ever saw, and this was back when they had porn theaters. Oh, they still do well, in certain areas. Right. But this was in Springfield. Oh, wow. And I'm going to do a shout out to my buddy, Jack Gates. You said we never shout you out, but I'm going to ah. shout you out. And Dario Segui and Brian Cooper. And we went to a place called The Studio. I think it was off of South Camel. And we watched a movie called Charlie. Oh. I was kind of disappointed. It wasn't like all the other. I mean, the, the previews were better. Right. But, you know. Well, I mean, there there are some weird things that happen in porn theaters. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, this was a full blown theater, right? This was, I mean, it wasn't a little hole like right. your your sex stores with your one little seat and you pop a quarter in every time. <laughs> no, I mean, this was a theater. You paid x amount of dollars. And there you wasn't a hole in the wall. No, that you watched a full length movie and right next door to a. Adult. A gift store. No. Right. A gift store. A hotel. A hotel. Well, that's that a, a, a motel that rented by the hour. Right. And toys or whatever. Um, you know. But I mean, okay, American Werewolf in London. All right. The the final scene. They're at a porn theater. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I'm not going to lie. I want to go to London mm-hmm. and I want to go to Piccadilly Circus. Right. And I want to get a picture in front of that theater. Right. Because the theater is still there. Is whether, it still there? Whether it's a porn theater, I don't know. Right. But it's the theater is still there. <coughs> um, you know, and it's... You, you got that... The, the scene there, I don't know what movie it was. It, right. It doesn't really matter. Right. It was something late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> I mean, there were some big old titties in that scene. Th- there was, which yeah. for the time period was different. But I mean, you know, you had uh, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, she's a pepper, pepper he's a pepper. Like you like to be, be a pepper, pepper too. He's a pepper too. Who knew? Yeah, that yeah. was his commercials after the movie. No, before. Was it before? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's right. Before. That's right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it it had that movie. Had some of the best makeup. No, oh, and for the, for the time, the special effects was just e- even now. You well, go back yeah, and you look at now, American because World now, because now they do everything with CGI. Right, that was special effects. Yes, it's kind of like the thing. Yes, back in that same time period with Kurt Russell and everything. 
I mean, they built that shit. You know, it wasn't right. a computer and blah 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 blah. And I mean, it was it was believable when you seen the hair, quote unquote, grow. Right. But what they did is they reversed the camera. Right. But you know the the zombification mm-hmm. of his friend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, speaking of makeup. Uh, back to the original topic. Um, <laughs> in the movie Tu Wong Fu. Right. With love, Julie Newmar. Right. Patrick fucking Swayze. Mm-hmm. Looks like the girl next door that you grew... The, the lady you grew up next to living out in the country who baked cookies and everything like that. And John Lake was almost looked like, like that little hot... Little hot Latino chick, yeah, and that, that you didn't know if she was a badass. You didn't know whether she was going to pull a razor out of her titties. Exactly. Um, and I'm not Wesley's, seen that movie. Oh my god! No, I've been a sheltered child. Obviously, Wesley Snipes. Go from there. He the looked del- like the, the type. The, the, the delts were a little big, <laughs> but I mean, the, it, the, it's, shoulders were little. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it reminded me of some strong black women right. that I have seen on screen and or in person. And, it, I mean. But, you know, if that movie would have been released today, even though oh. you got three of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they were at the time. Yes. Yes, they were. There would be so much of a shit show about oh, yeah. them yeah, dressing right, in right. drag. You know. Because they're not real trans people. Right. Um, they were poor. Trans well, you don't have to be trans to dress in drag. Correct. I but, mean. But they're not part of the, the, the alphabet well, they, crew. They, they get, they'd be getting shit on, on the far left and the far right. The far left would be like, oh, well, they're not true trans people. And the far right would be like, what are these queers doing? And right. You know, it, it'd just be there, all fucked up. There's no gray right. in between them. Right. Um, you know, but I mean, it's... There, there's there's plenty of well, how about, uh, people that dress in drag how about, that um, are not oh, same-sex. Kurt Russell... Yeah. Dressed like a woman to get on the back of a bike to escape a scene. That was was that in Tango and Cash? Probably. I think it was. Don't mind me. They were they were in a bar and shit was coming down on them. What the hell? <laughs> I'm just listening. Don't you're, mind you're me. You're talking about Kurt Russell dressing in drag, and Ray Ray over here is all like, <laughs> like. Like he wants to see the former Mouseketeer in a in a short leather skirt. He may have to he may have to fight off his wife. I to get to Kurt Russell, Miss um, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn, yes, yes. I think Goldie would kick his ass. I do too. Okay, but now here's the question, though. Of course, especially if she did a hook or run and sit on his face, he'd be done. I'd be done. I'm sorry. <laughs> Goldie Hawn walk up to Ray Ray. She's doing the finger of death a la Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash. Yep. Oh, he he's fucking. He's dead. But unlike Kevin Nash, he's not going to do the, the whole flop down. No, he's a sack of potatoes. Right. <laughs> just, okay. hoping, just hoping she'll set on his face to cover him. Right. Starting me with a good time. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, here's the thing. Um, actors are actors. Right. Plain and simple. Performers are performers. If you're going to perform a certain way that you have, you, you are separating your performance persona from your actual person. Right. 
Oh, he's wiping the sweat. No, I, I, I thought he was like trying no. to wipe his hair back or something. I'm like, I'm good. What the fuck? I'm good. You know, keep talking. But, keep okay. Uh, I still if, have illusions if, of long hair. Like. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the persona and the person are two different people and right. they know that they're two different people, you cannot persecute the performer. Mm-mm. I mean, I mean, you know, back. It's Robert Downey Jr. was playing a man who was playing a man who was playing a black man. Right. <laughs> I, I'm well, you know, uh, uh, Crankston or uh, what's his first name? Crankston, who done that done that movie with? Um, God damn it, Kevin Hart, where he plays. Bob Crankson? Yeah, who plays a quadriplegic. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He caught shit over that because he's not a real quadriplegic. I'm like, it's like you said, you're acting. Right. Now, John Wayne as Genghis Khan, that's a fucking stretch. Right, but... But like... Is all, it right? No. But the time period? Time period? Right, yeah. I mean, you, you can't go back. You can't change you, the past. You can't take you can't take the way things are today, and go back to the back and say, "Oh well, we'd have never done that." No, if you were white in the 1700s, you'd have probably been for slavery. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't give a fuck what you say today. Right. That's that's just the way it was. It don't doesn't mean you're a bad person. We we evolved, right? You know, and if you go back and you and you critique, I mean, okay, let's go back and critique every song lyric ever written. I mean, Winger would be put in prison now for she's only seventeen. I mean, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you right, know, right. Or as, Kiss would be put in prison for Christine sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so in the immortal words of Dave Mustaine. Mm. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but, but looking, looking back, back it's, it's still, still a, a bit fuzzy. So, I mean, mutually assured destruction. You can't nice story till it's Reader's Digest. Oh, you can't change the past. Right. You should not erase erase the past. You should learn from the past. That is why the past is there. Right now, unfortunately, the history books are written by winners, mm-hmm. not the losers. Mm-hmm. So we... I, we gu- I guarantee you if you read a history book that was written by the Comanches, it'd be a whole lot different than our story right. of the Comanches. Those of us, <laughs> Gen X and newer, mm-hmm. um, or hell, even the, the late boomers and newer... We don't know what it was like to live in the 1912s, the 1910s. Right. We don't know what it was like no. during the revolution. Right. We don't know what it was like living during this, that, and the other. Right, right. A lot of us Gen Xers don't know what it was like to live during the civil rights movement. We may have been right. born, but we were way too young. Right. I always say it was the... The riots and stuff right. on the news, right. and I, I remember the 1972 Olympics. Okay, how I, old, I, how old were you? Uh, 72. I was born in 66, so do the math. You were six, so ish, ish. Yeah, five or six. I was October, so I'd have been five or six. Yeah. So I had just watched Planet of the Apes. Yep. You know it was. Cool movie, right? right. Get oh. your hands off oh, me, you, you damn, damn dirty apes. And then on the news, it comes As out. As said by Charlton Heston, not by us. Right. <laughs> but then on the news, there comes this flash. Gorillas have taken this plane in Munich, Germany. Well, 
Because a five, six-year-old, I heard gorillas had taken a plane in Munich, Germany. And you were thinking, oh, And I'm thinking, I just watched Planet of the Apes. This shit is real? Right. What the fuck? Right. And then I found out later it was the PLO. Right. And they killed uh, all the the Jewish team. Different type of gorillas. Right. Young minds, you know, it's like watching Jaws. Right. May not have been for you because you were older. But oh, Jaws scared the fuck out of me. Watching Jaws. I, I, I seen it at the theater when I was, well, let's see, 75, so I'd have been eight, nine years old. Even seeing Jaws on video cassette, I did not want to go visit my par- my grandparents at the lake right. to go swimming because. Because as soon as you see that water, you're like. Yeah. I couldn't distinguish. Martha's Vineyard and Saltwater from the difference of Lake of the Ozarks. Right. Now, now I go to Bass Pro Shop to the museum in Springfield, and I see the size of some of those fucking fish they pull out of Bagnell Dam right. in Lake of the Ozarks. Right. And it's like, why the fuck couldn't a shark live here? Right. Those fucking fish are huge. Right. That mm-hmm. big-ass alligator guard, those big-ass right. fucking catfish that can oh, swallow mm-hmm. a man. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right, right. But, you know, there, there's there's certain things that change us, mm-hmm. that, that set us on a course. Okay? Back in 93, 94, when RuPaul mm-hmm. stormed the fucking headlines on MTV. Right. I didn't know what a drag queen was. Nope. I didn't know. When I first saw RuPaul without his wig, without mm. his dress and everything, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's one ugly motherfucking man. That's a big fucking dude. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it took time to realize that, okay, this person feels this way but doesn't want to change uh-huh. who they are. Uh-huh. You know, they may, and, I, and I've met some drag queens that are straight uh-huh. and some that are gay. Right. But they don't want to change who they are as a person. They want to do the operation. And because the person that they are on stage uh-huh. is it's their character. Ex- exactly. It's their right. escape. Right. It's no different than an actor or a comedian who goes to Second City, mm-hmm. who goes to the Groundlings, who goes to Saturday Night Live, who, d- mm-hmm. who does this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. They're playing characters. Or a wrestler under a gimmick. The Undertaker. But he lived that gimmick for 20-plus years. Right, because he was keeping up the, the character. He was right. keeping up the kayfabe. But he's not like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Stone Cold Steve Austin. As That's stu- pretty much him. Stunning Steve. Right. The, the ringmaster. The right. fa- The right. uh, fabulous blondes? No, the Hollywood blondes. Hollywood blondes. With him and... That's not yeah. him, him and Brian Pillman. Right. That's not him. Right. The Stone Cold persona is more in line and, with and him. And you look at most of the great wrestlers, their, their best gimmicks are them... Times a thousand. Yeah. You know, they just turn it up, you know. I mean, even back when we were playing, we didn't we didn't make it big by no means, but when we were on stage, we were a different person than we were when we were just hanging out. Okay, do you remember? I mean, because, you know, we, we tried to be a little bit bigger than life. Yeah. Because I, I remember we were playing up at Nathan P. Murphy's one time. Shout out, Bob, if you're still around. Um, and there was a group of girls. I mean, it was a Monday night show. There was fucking 15, 20 people there or <laughs> some shit, you know. But there was a group of girls that come, got up right in front of me. And I'm looking down at them, and they're, like, all dancing. I'm like, oh, no, fuck, I'm in trouble because m- my wife was with us. Yeah. And we got done with that set. We took a break. Was going back up later, and my wife's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I ain't doing shit. She goes, no, that's the problem. You should be. She goes, you need to play for them. She goes, you're going home with me. When you're on stage, you fucking play for them. Right. And I'm like, okay, I just needed the okay. Right. I didn't want to well, get in fucking you know, trouble. Right. <laughs> you know, you well, didn't. Because I mean, there was other members of our band that would have gotten fucking trouble for that shit. Yes. You know. Me not being one of them. No. Um, <laughs> no, because you dated strippers. <laughs> so. I mean, there, there was the one show, um, the blonde girl, Amy. Uh-huh. That I started dating. Right. The one we tried to get to be on our album cover? Yes. Yeah. Um, and she came out to the show. We were playing the Regency. And I played no shirt. Uh, I was wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have as many tattoos as I have they now. They were shorty shorts, too. No. No. <laughs> they, they were jorts. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I come off stage and we start tearing down. I put on a shirt and I put on a hat. Mm-hmm. And... To look at me, it's like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And and that was that was like my my kayfabe, if you will. Mm-hmm. On stage, I'm a no shirt, blonde hair, flying fucking person. Right. Off stage, I'm wearing a shirt and a hat, and yeah, I'm a roadie now. Yeah, because that's yeah, what we were when we they, got off stage. Exactly, and, right. and that was that was my thing when we came off stage. I wanted to tear down and pack up before anything else. Right, and then it's time to fucking party. Right, and um, but you know when we were on stage, we were putting on a show. Right, the person, the people we were on stage. We're not the people that we were off stage. Right. Actors who oh. play a role are not who they are when they're not in that role. I mean, speaking personally, if there'd just been a microphone and I had to got up and stood there and talked to those same crowds that we played in front of, oh, fuck no. My asshole would have puckered up and... No. Yeah. But... And there was a little bit of that. <laughs> there was a little bit of that before we went on every night. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, fuck. I got to pee. Go pee. I need a drink. Go get a drink. Oh, I got to pee again. I, I peed five minutes ago. It was that nervous <laughs> yeah. energy, you know. And then you're going up and then you walk up. And, I mean, this is me personally. I don't know how you were, but. When we would step on the stage, it was like, oh, God damn it. Can can we do this, you know? And then we start playing, and it just fucking went away, and it was yeah. it was the fucking show. Yeah. It was, that that you know, first yeah. song, that first chord, that first song. First chord, you know? And, and, and even, even throughout the show, there'd be times I'd be like going, oh, fuck. I got a solo coming up here in about three measures. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. First note. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Found it. But. Well, and, and the thing is, is during our shows, um, you know, I, I had a few songs that I sang. One of them in particular. Which, God of Thunder. Yes. Yep. Which, which we played a lot. Mm-hmm. But we also turned that into Paranoid. Mm-hmm. You know, it just mm-hmm. flowed mm-hmm. right into it. Mm-hmm. Few times we did um, "Clean My Wounds" mm-hmm. by Corrosion and Conformity. Yep, and then we only did uh, "Long Haired Country Boy" in practice. I don't think we ever played. I don't that think loud. We, no, I don't think we ever played that loud. Because we were we were trying to play the um, every uh, mother's nightmare, every mother's nightmare version, right. and I was I was trying to sing the Charlie Daniels version, right. So, uh, but we never did that one out. So, I mean, but singing somebody else's song mm-hmm. is easy. Mm-hmm. Singing a, an original, mm-hmm. that's all you. Right. And, I mean. But there's two ways to think about that, too, because if you fuck up, if it's the first time we've played it out, nobody else has ever heard it, so they don't know if you fuck it up. Right. 
Okay. But, yeah. Um. Or it's like if you're playing a cover song and everybody's like, well, you didn't play that like fucking Leonard Skinner or whoever the fuck, yeah. you know, you're like, on. oh, fuck, if we ever, if we could pull off a Leonard Skinner <laughs> song, we'd be fucking selling records. Well, we didn't have three guitar players, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, three I, guitar solos. I think the, the greatest compliment we ever got, um, and I know we're going off on a tangent here, uh, we were playing a show with a band called Bumpin' Uglies. Mm-hmm. And they did a version of Cumbersome. Right. And theirs was more like Seven Mary Three. Right. And they knew that we had that song in our set list. Mm-hmm. And we played it faster. Our version. Down-tuned. And, I mean, mm-hmm. but they, they, they precursored it going into it. You're right. going to hear this song later on, and it's going to be better than the way that we're going to play it. And Did of I course, say that? Yes. I, I, I remember that. Cool. Um, because it was like... That was, that, was our, that was our Disturbed cover song. Because, like, Disturbed has, has done so many cover songs. Right. Like Shout and stuff. Shout. That you, and you go back and listen to the original version, and you're like, go on. How did they think about doing that song and making it cool? Right. And, I mean, Cumbersome, honestly, I'd never really heard that song until Chris brought it into practice. He's like, hey, this, you know, we're going to do this, and da 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 I was like, okay. I then, had and never then, heard and then I that heard, song. And then I heard the original version after we had practiced it for a while. Yeah. And went. That sucks. And no offense, Seven Mary Three, but, yeah, that sucks. No, no. All the offense oh, in the yeah. world, and I, I'm completely throwing it out there, um, you know, but there are plenty of bands who recorded a song one way mm-hmm. and then played it live a totally other way. Oh, yeah. Um, um, well, blurry. Per- per- perfect example, um, back in 1999, I think it was. Sticks was playing at the Grand Palace in um, Branson. Branson. Okay. And my wife's a big Sticks fan, and I'm like, well, hey. the tickets were like hundred bucks a piece. I mean, we went to Ozark Mountain Theater, right? Or Ozark, but, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in Camden. Yes. But this was, like I said, years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard sticks on the radio, mostly the the ballads and blah, 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 blah. But I knew she was a fan. I'm like, okay. She's been to all these metal shows with me. She's, like, been to our shows and everything. It's like, I'm going to take her to see sticks, one of her favorite bands. And goddamn, yeah. when I see them live, I'm like, fuck, this is like Metallica playing stick songs. Right. Like, oh, shit. I mean, it, it was way fucking heavier than you know it was fucking awesome you know and you know before before i went and saw sticks Mm -hmm. um you know i had uh erigato mr ribato oh i've never seen that video a bunch because we we just got our satellite you know and it it was just uh wrong language dono erigato mr ribato is japanese just go with it um but you know there there was, there was the radio hits. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, and then hearing Tommy Shaw with Damn Yankees. Right. And then seeing Sticks, yeah, it's like holy shit. I don't know what that keyboard player was on, but I need some of it. Because <laughs> that motherfucker was running around all at seventy whatever the fuck years old he is. It's like. Yeah. I don't know what he's on, but I need some. Whether it's human growth hormones or SRTs or whatever the fuck, I want some of that shit. So any any uh, anybody out there who's listening that would like to give us some uh, <laughs> growth hormones to... Uh, or, or, or just some TRT. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to sponsor <coughs> J&M Solve oh, the uh, World... Um, Leave us a comment down below. Uh, yeah, like, you, you, share, subscribe. You have subscribe. an email address too, don't you? I do. It's J and 
M solve the world at gmail.com. And I'm going to put that right here, right above Andrew's face. And it's J and the word and M solve the world at gmail.com. No, no, no. More in front of your face, not over your face. <laughs> oh, well, I think we're all right. You know, you know, here. So, so back to the, back to the original subject. I mean. <sighs> okay. Um, the Birdcage. I love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Right. Uh, I mean. Robin was one of those performers that was just amazing Mm -hmm. and could get you to believe what he wanted you to believe. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to slow it down here. Um, Those that go out of their way to make the world laugh are the ones that are hurting the most. Mm -hmm. A permanent solution to a temporary problem is never the answer. Right. Star 988 on your cell phone will get you in touch with somebody that will listen to you, not judge you, not tell you what you need to do, but will listen to you. Mm -hmm. Because once you talk about it and it's out there, it's open because a lot of times you just need somebody to talk to. Right. We have lost entirely too many people in this world that bring us joy to a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yep. Now, religious sense, a permanent solution to a temporary problem does not get you to the salvation. happy place. It gets you salvation. It does not get you to the bad place. It gets you right in the middle. Purgatory. You never get to see one or the other. Right. And if you don't have belief in religion, then know this. The people that you are leaving behind... You are causing more pain right. that will live with them longer than your relief right. will ever be. Yeah, it, you know, and like I say, if you're non-religious and you feel like that, you know, once this is over, you're just worm food, whatever, da 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 But do you want your daughter... Or your son to walk into that room where you blew your brains out and have that vision in their head for the rest of their life, or hanging, uh, or you know anything like that. Let me help you out there. Let me let me let me get you hard again. No, no. But I mean, you, you got to think about that shit. What are you, what are yeah. you leaving behind? Right. You know. You know, I personally. Um, I, I have talked to somebody and I have, uh, I've, I've helped a lot of people out just being an ear. Right. That's, I, I personally never, I could have done it so many times mm-hmm. and nobody would ever think differently about it. Mm-hmm. Whether I was in Iraq, I was in Afghanistan I was in Afghanistan, and what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I left mine in the other room. Really? Jesus. <laughs> it's not even a fucking weather alert. Yeah. Um, but. Sorry about that. No, it's that was, probably my phone, too. Yeah, sorry. You know, um, and the reason I turned my phone down was uh, the mic down was because. You don't have any comment, or you would you would prefer not to comment? Right, exactly. Um, don't hold that against me. Nope. 
I mean, they're, they're if I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? You? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> That's not what I, I heard. Like you, but, you know. He's hugged me before. I bet you guys were shirtless, too, weren't you? Maybe. <laughs> you don't need to know about that. <laughs> you don't need to know about that. Sorry. Oh, you that's know. right, because what happens under the fez stays <laughs> under the fez, huh? Exactly. <laughs> and one of these days, you will know that. Uh, I mean, I don't, maybe so. He's scared. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm scared. Scared. He's scared. I'm scared. He's scared. I will say, I wish I'd done it 10 years sooner than I did. I'm just. Uh, well, you, you waited. You waited a year after I gave you a fucking app. Well, <laughs> I was what? trying to get that money up. You know, trying to get that hundred dollars up. Yeah, I worked at Tracker Marine. You know, Tracker Marine. Okay, I may be saying. I mean, you said their name twice. I've never so. mentioned <laughs> once the company I work for. <laughs> Exactly. So no, he don't work for him anymore. He just said he oh, didn't hell pay no. shit. Oh, that's no, why it took uh, him a year to get a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, giving plasma only pays out so much. Yeah. I have never given plasma, so he tried sperm I, donors, and there's like no, no. I, I, I know I, better than that. So guess what? <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, lie. Man. I fucking sold my plasma big as shit when I got my fourth anthrax shot. I've never because, sold plasma either, so... Because they were paying big money because they couldn't get the anthrax vaccination. Mm. And when you're given the series of anthrax shots in the military before going to Iraq Did that get you backstage at anthrax? God, I wish it would have. <laughs> uh, Wrong anthrax. But, uh, no, I like my first... Because we were able to do it four times in a month. Uh, and the first time was 175 bucks. Mm -hmm. The second time was 75, 75, and then 150. I'm sorry. As long as you are hydrated, mm -hmm. properly hydrated, mm -hmm. 75 bucks for about an hour's worth of work. Right. You show me a fucking job that's better than that. Right. Well, Elon Musk, yeah, but besides yeah, that, but yeah, Elon's already rich, <laughs> right? And he may be earning seventy-five bucks a second, or you know, whatever. But, anyways, he's getting my hundred and ten dollars a month for his internet. So yeah. Anyways, I digress. Um, but uh, anybody that's persecuting drag shows, right? Because they're harmful to children, right? I have one question for you. Why the fuck are your children going to a bar? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, uh, it's like I've said for years. Um, whenever Don Imus got banned off of radio for making his comment about this college basketball team about looked like a bunch of nappy-headed hoes or something like that. That was his quote, not mine. But he got bad off, and then there was a a radio guy, and I can't remember his fucking name, but he was from, from Kansas City, Missouri. He's a black guy. And he was going, well, he said, I don't know about Don Imus, but it's this whole hip-hop mentality, and these young people doing this hip-hop mentality, and I, and, and I think they need to ban this hip-hop mentality and blah, 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 blah. No. And I said something to my boss about it, and he goes, yeah, I think they should ban hip-hop. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, wait a second. So wait the fucking sake. They tried to ban heavy metal music back in the eighties. I said, I'm sorry. It's art. Yeah. You can't ban artistic. If you don't like it, don't, don't fucking listen, to, listen it. to it. I said, I'm not a big fan of hip hop, but I don't think they need to ban it. Right. You know? I don't think they need to ban heavy metal. I mean, as you go back in history, they wanted to ban Elvis. Yep. And they did on, uh, uh, 
what's his name show where they only viewed him from the oh, waist yeah. up. Oh, um, yeah. Ed Sullivan. Ed, Ed Sullivan. Sullivan. Uh, the Ed Sullivan show, you know. They, you know the, they, they, they told the doors, you can't say, take me higher. Right. And he did. They're like, oh, you're bad. Well, you know what? That made him even bigger. Well, see, and here's the thing. All the people that wanted to ban Elvis mm-hmm. were Christian groups. Mm-hmm. Do you know where Elvis earned his only two Grammys? Christian. Gospel music. Gospel music, yep. Let that sink in for you. He got he got his style from the black Christian churches in Memphis. Uh, Mississippi. Or, right. Because he grew up right, in right, Tupelo, right. Mississippi. Tupelo, Mississippi. But, yeah, he'd go to those churches. Yep. And that's where he got his style of music. That was right. basically R&B. Right. That Elvis started that turned into rock and roll. So. And, you, you know, know there, there's a lot that will say that Elvis stole the black man's music. Uh, he was, he was, a, he, he stole the music. Just another black man or another white man stealing, stealing somebody else's stuff. But here's the thing. Just like we talked about before. History. Mm-hmm. In the 1950s, if it wasn't, according to entertainment, if it wasn't white, it wasn't right. Uh Elvis brought that music to the forefront in white America. Right. In middle of America. Uh Now, you're New York, California, you're getting that that urban, that that black, that well, Latino music. St. Louis, you had the blues scene back then, too. Right. But it was you know, very but it, but underground. underground. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Because they were all black blues players. Right. Amazing black blues players. Exactly. Amazing blues players, period. Period. Right. Yes, Andrew. Okay, question. Answer. You ban one type of music, that's the same as banning... Okay, we need to ban these, you know, AR-15s. Censorship. You know, you ban one type of music or a a gun that is not military. You know, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I want <coughs> that. Andy's going there. And... I'm going to say this. I was at May Station, and somebody said that they need to ban the AR-15. And they, and then no boy that was, that is, you know, has passed away. Mm-hmm. John Robert Smith. He was a old boy that would be at the funeral home when somebody passed away okay mortician funeral director he was undertaker with them I don't know what his title was but he was at a funeral home in Bolivar okay okay and he said you ban one gun you ban all of them and that's the same way with music. You ban one style of music, you'd best ban all of them. And, you know, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I I, I don't agree with that just because I may not agree with hip-hop or, you know, gangster rap, you know, whatever. And I'm sorry, fellas, that no. I may be going off on tangent, but, no, no, you know. No, no, you, you bring up a good point. But, you know, uh, I don't you ban one style of music, you best ban them all. Right. Or you say that we need to ban, you know, an AR-15. An AR-15 is not military. Armor light rifle 15, which is similar to a M-16. Am I right? You are. 
similar to not. It's not a fully automatic rifle. All right. Okay. I may be going off on tangent here. If I am. Well, well okay. We've done went down that rabbit hole now. So, so <laughs> if I am, then. You, okay. Then here, here's, here's the big difference. If I need to be banned for a no. week or so, tell me. We're gonna, it, in we're M16, gonna ban you, Andy. Okay. An M16 has a rifle length gas system and a fixed buttstock. An AR or a CAR 15, if you will, uh, AR 15, has a carbon length gas system and an adjustable buttstock. So, wait. It's still, it's still a 16 inch barrel. Okay. But where an M16, the buttstock is fixed. It's not moving. An AR-15, that buttstock moves in three positions. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. So The gas tube on an AR-15 is only about this long. Okay. An M16, it's rifle length. So it goes almost the full length of the barrel. Okay. The, those those are the main differences between an AR-15 and an M16. Now, during Vietnam, when the M16 was introduced to the United States military, it was semi or full auto. The CAR-15, the AR-15, was used mainly by special forces units because they were shorter. Mm. They were easier to jump in and easier for room clearing. Okay. Again, they were also fully automatic. Now, the magazines at that time, the most you could get out of a magazine for those two weapons is a 20-round magazine. During the Battle of Way City, during the Tet Offensive in 1966, 2nd Battalion, 5th Marines... That one battalion Mm -hmm. expended over a billion, that's with a B, five, five, six rounds out of their M16s. Okay. During that one battle. Okay. Post-Vietnam is when your three-round burst came into effect because so much was wasted because Mm. when you shoot a full auto... If you don't have a the right um, compensator or muzzle brake or flash hider or whatever on it, it's just going to walk up. It's going to walk up. A three-round burst on an M16 does this. Boom, boom, boom. No matter how much you have it gripped and you have it tight, it's going to walk gonna, up. It's going to walk up. Right. Okay. You know, I digress. I'm sorry that I went through there, that I went there, but, you know, well, you ban one gun. I don't give a shit if it's a, you know, 22 uh, pistol or rifle. You ban one gun, you need to ban all of them. Australia. Australia banned all firearms. I have to disagree with you on... The interpretation between music and art and guns. Well, okay. Because because that's that's a totally that's a totally different subject. Well First Amendment versus Second Amendment. But right. I mean if No, no, it's really it's really not. It's it's really not because you banned one (laughs) type of music, you know, metal or blues or you know, country or, you know, you ban one, you best ban all the other ones because. Okay. But that's, but that's an art. That, that well, really okay. has nothing to do well, with firearms. Well, okay. I get what Andy's saying. Right. If you're going to ban one music, you need to ban all musics. If you're going to ban one gun, you need to ban all guns. Mm. You can't That's pick and I'm choose. Trying. Now, much like wrong. in the seventies, the uh, German Shepherd was the big scary dog. And then the Doberman and then in the eighties it was the Doby. In the nineties is the Roddy. And then and the then pit bulls. now, pit bulls, right? It's you know. pits. Right. 
when pit bulls were known. And I got a pity in there to lick your face off. Yeah. Well, you know. Not bite your face off. He'll lick your face off. Pities. I think think you said it last week. Whatever Sully was rubbing on him, you're like, that is the most, or no, it was the little dogs. Yeah. We're fucking with him. You're like, he is the most easygoing fucking dog I've ever seen in my life. I mean, right. you've got your little tweaker dog who lays on top of him. Right. Now, granted, if you don't see his face, you would think it was just a growth because they're both black and white. Exactly. It's like, damn, Herc, you got cancer growing out on your side there? What the fuck? Right. That's what I'm getting at. You know, you bet one on anything. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, guns or music or whatever. That's what I'm getting at. Well, now, I... If I'm wrong, tell me. I will shut the no, hell up. No, you're not wrong. I'm just saying there's there's a difference Heal. between art and firearms. Well, there is. There, you know, it's okay, like okay. it's like My se- bad. several years ago when our lieutenant governor Ashcroft wanted to cover up the statues in Jefferson City because their <laughs> penises and shit were showing. You might not have been here. You might have been overseas at that time. But he was like. Thank God. He was like wanting to cover up the statues in Jeff City, you know, because there's, there's naked statues in Jeff City, you know. It's like, seriously? Yeah. Well, why, I mean, why, why? Why? Because their dicks were bigger than yours? I mean, I remember I seeing. I yeah. <laughs> you went there. Yeah. If, you know. I remember seeing uh, bullshit come across the news feed of, like... I remember the first nudity... People talking the, out the against... First, the first nudity I ever seen in my life was in our Holy Bible. There's pictures. The cherubs and the topless, you know, you know what I'm saying? I get, I get what you're throwing down. Yeah. I was I was thinking more along the lines of National Geographic. Well, yeah, that and, too. Um, but that's okay because they were black, and so as white people, we could look at them in school, and it was okay. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's how. How many national back in the seventies? You know, I mean, how many National I mean, Geographic magazines honestly, found their way into the bathrooms? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But in the seventies. In the eighties, if you'd have got caught with the Playboy in school, you'd have got kicked out. Mm-hmm. But no, there was National Geographic's right there in the library. Big old with black with boobies, naked black women, naked black men. But apparently, that was okay because they were black and we were white, and that was okay. Yeah, I you know yeah. I don't don't understand. Let me but, look but, at this but, but, magazine but, in the library that's going to make me feel inferior. Right. For the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. But but if you had a Playboy in there with a naked white woman, oh God, you're you're suspended. What the fuck? You're going to hell. Um, um, all right. <laughs> on that note, um I think we, we have we, we've we gone can, from the we we could we could take this into it after dark. Oh my god. We we've went from drag queens and the drag shit all the way around. And um, honestly, the drag shit, I don't have a problem with. No, I don't. I, you know, I mean, look, I don't have a problem with anybody. If they're they're teaching it in school, I have a problem. Yeah. But you got to do what you can do. You know, I mean, look, if, look, if, if Bud Light wanted to give us. $20 $20 million to go on tour. And they said, my only deal is we got this guy that's a drag queen. He's a hell of a fucking drummer. He's got to be your drummer. Okay. And this other guy, he's a drag queen, but he's a he's a hell of a rhythm guitar okay. player, lead guitar player, whatever. And we want to bring back Blindside. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on the fucking road. How many times do I got to say okay? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm just like I, Kevin, I love you, but um, I, I'm going on tour. Yeah, I'm dressed in drag. If you don't want to show your friends, that's okay. But we're selling out shit. 
Hey, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look like uh, Kathy Bates in American Hair Horror Story <laughs> exactly. as the bearded woman because uh, my daughter's already told me I can't shave, um, unfortunately. Uh, but on that note, you have just listened to another episode of Stu Ham Productions Presents. JNAM, solve the world. I have been James. And I have been Matt. On behalf of Ray Ray. Uh, and I until. Am, uh, and they. <laughs> As he's as he would say, Ray Ray, <laughs> or it looks like Bullwinkle, and his microphone's off. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Do what? Uh, you keep one fist in the gold, one foot in the gutter, and we will be seeing you. Rock out with your cock out. <laughs> <laughs>